1: Family, welcome, welcome to the Chef Culture Podcast. It is your boy Chef Chad Cherry. We're back in the building for another amazing episode, and y'all know what we do here. This is entrepreneurship, lifestyle, and food—not necessarily in that order, but somewhere around there. Anyway. Chef culture, you know we got the chef in it, but um, this is really about us, our entrepreneurs, right? Whether you are an entrepreneur in reality or you're just an entrepreneur in your mind, this is the show for you. We give you real life stuff. Now, I'm going to say this off rip. If you heard my intro, you already know I didn't go to business school, but guess what? I have over 15 years of actual experience, right? I support fam off of this. All right, well, not anymore. i got a job. Anyway, point is... That there's a lot of real life here and every person that we bring on this podcast whether quote-unquote big or quote-unquote small is still huge we're all giants right because it takes so much momentum and energy to just take the first steps of being an entrepreneur walking this journey is not something that we take lightly so we have to honor our folks As you say, you got to give people their roses while they're here. And that is exactly what we seek to do on this podcast while we simultaneously educate you. And guess what? Now that we're going in deep in episode numbers, hopefully we have inspired some of y'all at home. I want you to start writing in. Instagram us, right? Facebook me. Shoot. Tweet me, right? Tell me some of the things you've been inspired to do. Show us your businesses so that we can share them because at the end of the day, we're building this ecosystem for us, right? I almost got on the whole FUBU thing. I was going to be like, for us, by us, <laughs> right? I almost was there. I see you. We was thinking the same thing. But I guess, I mean, that's what it is, right? Because technically, when we talk about businesses, you you always hear people say, hey, your network is your net worth. That is Kind of true, but it's a partial truth, right? Your ecosystem, and that's a term I need y'all to get familiar with, family. Your ecosystem is your net worth, Because guess what? As black and brown people, everything that we don't have individually, we have in abundance collectively, okay? We can move the needle in any damn direction we want to if we do it together. So that's what it's about, and I know you've heard my voice enough. So I'm going to tell you about a lovely, guess what, evening! Okay, we got two of them in the building, so I'm happy. All right, um, we have Saida, and I think I said it right. I got it. There you go. All right. I get a little excited when I get these things right because if you know me, <laughs> I'll be messing up people's names. Boy, right, anyway, um, she is Orlando Realtor dot Saida on Instagram, and she is super dope and amazing, phenomenal. I love her approach. Her her page, you know, you you know, look, if you ain't doing it for the gram, you ain't doing it. But her page is what attracted me to her. And then I got to meet her in real life and I was even more inspired. So I was like, okay, we got to bring you on a podcast. So you know, I look, I shot my shot in the DMs, like, yo, you want to come on a podcast? <laughs> and she was like, all right, bet. And then we saw each other at the networking event, and that's where I met Natasha, okay, who is uh, don't tell me, notary republic and a bunch of other things, but you're going to have to tell them what your Instagram is because I don't forgot.
2: I'm also a transaction coordinator for real estate agents in the area, and my handle is National Notary Public LLC at both Instagram and Facebook.
1: That is National Notary Public LLC at both Instagram and Facebook, okay? And she is a national, she's a transaction coordinator for real estate agents, so that that makes sense why you all two are friends. Okay. Okay, so we have two guests on today. So with that being said, what we're going to talk about a little bit is, is we're, and we're doing this in a little reverse order, so just work with us. Um, we are going to go over just a little bit about what you do, both of y'all, right? How you do it together. And then I'm going to drop some jewels, and then we're going to get to learn a little bit more about y'all. Cool? Okay. cool. All right. So uh, w- what you do? What do? Excuse me, my bad, Grandma. What is it that you do?
3: <laughs> well, I am an Orlando realtor, and I specialize in providing real estate services in the Central Florida area. So, not just Orlando, um, Kissimmee, Apopka, Altamonte Springs, all of that, all surrounding areas. Um, and I just like to build generational wealth.
1: Love it. That, that was succinct. You got your elevator pitch on deck. All right, plus you got a backup career, girl. Listen, I'm going to have you record like the girl who does Maybach music. I'm going to need you <laughs> to do my little intro, all right, with that voice. I'm a realtor, and I do, okay, I bet. This Maybach music over here. All right, my bad, my bad. All right, Natasha, t- tell us tell us what you do.
2: So I'm a transaction coordinator, meaning I'm the right person of the real estate agents. So they go out and they build the relationships and I make sure you guys get to the, the closing table on time.
1: Okay. So you the person to actually make sure the paperwork make happens. So sure
2: the paperwork yep. is signed, mm-hmm. dotted, on the
1: line. We're, okay. So I'm going to tell you, all right, I can only relate things to restaurants because that's my background, right? But the same way you don't come in, right? You know, the chef ultimately cooks your food, but if you ain't treating the waiter right, you never going to get it. Understand, the person who's in between is important. Your transaction coordinator, you got to love. Like, I I remember from working on a couple of deals that we always were praying to get closing done on time. We were always playing like, yo, you have to send all kinds of different information to your title agent. You had to make sure certain things were lined up. Did they get the bank records? Did they get this? Wait, no, they need something else. So you're the person who keeps all that in order. Yes,
2: that I do. And I allow the, the real estate agents to have a life their own. They, they build that relationship with their clients, and they're able to give them that superb service. And I'm also able to allow them to have that personal life as well.
1: See, this right here is what we call a teachable moment. OK? And um, it's a teachable moment. It's a teachable moment because I can still hear you walking across the floor. <laughs> OK. Sorry, y'all, for the disturbance. Um this is when podcasting meets real life. All right. And and it's okay. You'll understand my son, Zion, we're going to actually bring him on the show one day just because this is what kids do. If you have kids at home, this is why I said, I didn't go to business school, but I'm an entrepreneur in real life because your kids are always going to be your kids. But back to what I was saying, this is a teachable moment, right? For all entrepreneurs, because when we start businesses, we're quick to be like, yo, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. And you end up wearing so many hats as the boss. Yes. There becomes a point where that bottlenecks your growth. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Because real talk, just because I can do something doesn't mean I should. So this is where your ecosystem comes into play. So as a realtor, you probably could do what she does, right? Mm -hmm. But it doesn't make sense. Your money is in your time is better spent showing homes and making sure you're matching the right home to the right home buyer. Your time is better spent facilitating the transaction. Yes. Everybody stay in a lane, right? Exactly. And we all gonna eat. Exactly. So that's a teachable moment. So that's what we mean when we talk about your ecosystem is truly your net worth. Okay. Because real talk, even if she did everything trying to save whatever percentage points you would be paying, you'd be sharing. So when I say she, you can't see people. Even if Saida, did everything, trying to save some percentage points from Natasha. Because in real estate, when you're doing these transactions, everybody gets a couple of percentage points, right? We all, we all get a piece of the pie at the closing, which is why sometimes you hear the term, hey, I'll pay for your closing costs. People are covering some of those points. That's another podcast though. For this podcast, point is everybody at the table eats. And there are people that will be like, you know what? I want to eat a little bit more. But by you eating a little bit more overall, you'll end up eating less because the time. Time, right? Mm -hmm. When we talk about, we're talking entrepreneurship here, right? Mm -hmm. So I just tell people, I was like, yo, if you're going to work and trading your time for dollars, you hustling backwards. We should be trading dollars for time because guess what? I can get more of one, but I can't get more of the other. You know what I'm saying? So I just just had to interrupt in that one because that is such an amazing teachable moment right there. Um, for everybody listening i need y'all to get these concepts in um but with that being said how did you all meet instagram that damn gram <laughs> boy okay so who hit who i
2: hit her. natasha okay. hit me up um i i liked her her page her page was very organic and um you could tell like she was a really Chill and cool person, and as I got to know her more, I realized how brilliant and how um, thoughtful that she is, and I'm continuing to learn those things.
1: So. That is, you know, I, I said it earlier that your page got me right. Yeah. So, so, so now, while we're on that topic, so I don't forget, who does your page for you?
3: I do my page myself. I do my own marketing.
1: What? Yes. Okay, you do your own marketing. Yes. So, I, what what uh, apps are you using? Because I need to know, and the listeners, well, they're, they're going to find out, but I need to know.
3: Well, I only use one app, actually, and that is with Canva.
1: You do everything with Canva?
3: Everything with Canva.
1: So, all on your computer, then?
3: My iPad. Not even a computer.
1: <laughs> On the iPad,
3: sometimes on my phone too.
1: Okay, okay, sometimes on the phone too.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Wait, can phone you phone you, phone. you can use camera on the phone? Yeah, of course. Yo, bruh. <laughs> I was today years old. <laughs> okay, today years old because I use um I use CapCut, mm-hmm. but the the like so on the bottom of your post you have you'll have the post, mm-hmm. but then you have this this like footer. That goes across the bottom that has a beautiful picture of you, your logo, and contact number. And I'm like, just that that's just genius. That's yes. genius. and then okay, so what about the 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 posts that have the transitions? Right? That's
3: on Canva as well.
1: So Canva we get the moving now.
3: Yes. I did subscribe for the pro. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, they do have a lot of features that are on there that are for free. So yeah, you can definitely take advantage of the transitions and the video options with the free. Okay. But with the pro, you get the, those options of adding on audio as well. So, and you have better selections of audio when you have the pro. When
1: you have the pro, <laughs> so let me ask you this though. Um, so you said you have better selection of audio. Is there any other reason for the pro that you really like?
3: Um, just the fact. Okay, so what I do like about the pro is the, um, option to build your brand. So you can select a certain, you know, set of fonts that you use, a certain set of colors. Um, (laughs) uh, so I just love that part about the pro because it makes creating content so much easier.
2: Um,
3: I have, you know, I don't have to go in and reselect the fonts again and I don't have to make sure I'm matching the same gold, (laughs) you know, from my last post because because it's all set into my account.
1: So most people don't realize this, but if you're ever dealing with a, like a, a Fortune 500 company, mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. logos are very specific Pantone colors. Yes. And if you're doing um, Pantone is the, is the actual color because red is not red is not red. And gold, gosh, gold is tough. Especially like people don't realize gold is a very difficult color to actually create. So what you're saying to me is that my smart Canva Will store my Pantones, so every time I do something, I have consistency across all of my projects. Yeah, and I don't have to there. Remember when you first started doing like Microsoft Word, and you would type something, and you find a font that you like, and you'd have to go back and try to remember what font you use for your next project. No, no, no.
2: Yes. Copy and paste. You save it to a Word document, and so whenever you want to do something new, you just paste the 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 name of the color. Into
1: whatever you see, I wasn't that bright. I'll be scrolling (laughs) down everything. That was me. (laughs) I'm like, I I used one last time and it was good. (laughs) See, I'm, 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 it takes me a second to catch on. Once I get it, I got it. Yes. But I need smart programs like this.
3: Canva is so user friendly. I love it. I love it. It's just so easy to navigate.
1: So, okay. Did you, are you, okay? Now you're on a podcast, so I'm gonna have to make you an extra podcast listener. But um, how I built this with Guy Raz, mm-hmm. which if you're in the podcast, you got to get into, they do a, uh, there is a show on Canva mm-hmm. and he's talking to the founder about how it was launched. It's a super dope episode. It made me oh. a believer, like, wanted to use it, So go go look that up, especially since you're a user and you should probably send an email saying, hey, this is what your program has done for me and my business. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um. Definitely. Okay, so now we're talking about this. So you're doing all your own social media. How much time is that taking you?
3: It takes a lot, and this kind of goes back into you know what you were just saying. You know, yeah, ecosystem. Someone else or something mm-hmm. else, so that you can you know manage your time and use your time for something else.
1: So then here's the question, because because you have a very specific field to your social media, which yes. I think both Natasha and I keyed in on. Mm-hmm. Do you think that you could train someone to to emulate that for you? Because as you get busier, right, you're, you're obviously you still got to maintain a social media exactly. presence. But is this something you could actually train? Absolutely. OK, mm-hmm. and I asked that question specifically, right, because when your social media is dope, you're sometimes you want to find a brand agency, but you don't know if they're going to interpret your brand the way you are right because it's right. you that's their baby like you right. got this right? right so you don't want to just get a baby up just hand them over here you go good luck
3: no but mm-hmm. you got to know what you're looking for number one mm-hmm. and number two i feel like you have to have the patience mm-hmm. um for them to kind of grasp what exactly you're trying to do what the message is that you're trying to, you know, yeah. have on your page, and then you know, see if it's a good match with that one person.
1: See, and you're so calm. I feel like you could train, <laughs> and that that's a, that's an importance, right? That's an important <laughs> thing because as entrepreneurs, right, um, we get mired in the nobody can do it exactly like I can do it, mm-hmm. and yes. I will always say, because I tell chefs this all day. I was like, being super stupendous, excellent, will stop your growth because you can be super stupendous excellent when it's just you doing something, but as you need to grow, and I'm not telling you all not to strive for excellence, I'm not saying that, but as you grow, you have to be able to find tasks that people can be great in.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: True. Right? Mm-hmm. Maybe they're not as great as you, but people can be great in. So when we asked about the time, that's why I asked that specifically because You just told me two new things about Canva. You said, hey, look, yeah, if I can train someone, like, yeah, I can train someone. That means that the program is easy to use, and that means that that's something you can pass off. So as you start to bottleneck with your business, because it's going to happen soon. Yes. Yes. You know know what I'm saying? We're going to manifest this, right?
2: No, it's so true Uh
1: these I was are, I was just
3: giving her the details on the way here, so mm-hmm. she already knew was about to go down. <laughs> you, thank
1: you, thank you. No, 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 thank don't. You. Okay, so we're gonna jump right into that because because these are all these are all things that people need to know about. Because you know, when we say we're gonna manifest this, and we say you're gonna bottleneck soon, we know that y'all are moving in a specific way. So, so what you don't know, listeners, is that the two young women that I have sitting here, they ain't they ain't doing this for play play, right? You see a lot of people talk about, I do this, I do that. I'm a realtor, right? I, 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 I'm I, a, I'm a, a, a I'm, I mean, I'm messing up what you do, but I know what you, transaction <laughs> coordinated that part right there. I'm a, one of them.
2: Um, i There you it
1: go. But what happens is people can do this and they get to marketing and they go by this whole philosophy of, you know, if I build it, they'll come. And that doesn't necessarily work in real life. But what y'all have done is you've elevated, you've taken to the next step and you're putting together a seminar. Yes. Right? Not one of those, it's not one of them seminars we hear on the radio where it's like you can make so much money in real estate if you come join with me. We only have 50 seats left. Nigga, you on the radio. Who you lying to? (laughs) Who you got 50 seats left? It's not one of them, right?
3: No, no.
1: Okay. So, tell, tell, tell us about the seminar. When is it going down? What's up? Talk to me, ladies. Because the cat's out the bag now. We got to spit this It one. sure
3: is. So, it's a home buyer seminar. It is on April 16th mm-hmm. at 12 o'clock. Um, and I will have multiple speakers mm-hmm. in the room with me. Wait, April what? April 16th.
1: Okay. At when? When? Yeah. What time?
3: At 12.
1: Okay. Uh, which people's time? Regular Eastern. people's Not Eastern. <laughs>
3: Wait. I'ma stop. See see. It. <laughs> it, 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 it.
1: I'ma stop. I'm stop. Okay. Okay, so a home buyer seminar. Yes. At 12 o'clock.
3: At 12 o'clock in a But you will also have the option to join via Zoom.
1: Okay. That's yes. awesome. Yes. Is there does this cost?
3: No, it's free.
1: Uh, and Zoom is free too?
3: Yes yeah, What are
1: you eating? Can I donate?
3: Listen, I'm trying to do this to connect with my people and to also educate my people. In the but
1: community. can I still donate?
3: You, you can donation. donate. <laughs> yeah, you can donate.
1: Thank you, transaction coordinator. <laughs> please, <laughs> please come on in with the save over there. Okay. No, I, I mean, and I love, I love the education. Right. That this is, um, if we were in business school, we would call this the freemium model. Right. So I I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, But do I have to be like, uh, do I have to own a home?
3: No, you don't even have to be ready to own a home in the next month. As long as you are striving to get some education, get some insight on just what that whole process is. I want you there.
1: So you're covering everybody from the, the really like people like, yo, I have everything in line. I'm ready to go tomorrow to the people that are like. I'm going to buy a home eventually. Yes. This is everybody in between those two seconds. Yes. Right? What? Now, why, why am I Why am I coming to this? So I like your voice, so I come just for that. But why, <laughs> why am I coming to this?
3: Just so that you can get some insight on the whole process. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to have the people in the room that are part of that transaction. Mm-hmm. So, from the credit repair specialist to the loan officer to the inspector Mm. to the title agent that's going to close the deal for us. And then, of course, your realtor who's going to help you go look around Orlando search your home.
1: Now, what's interesting is I know what most of those people do. Yes. Right. But I'm sure a lot of people don't know that there's even that many people involved in the home buying process. Yes.
3: No. So that's why you need to be there.
1: (laughs) Because, I mean, let's be real, right? Real estate and home ownership is the number one tool for generational wealth development, hands down, throughout history.
2: And it's one of the biggest investments that people will make within their
1: lifetime. Well, within yes. their lifetime. Well, yes and no, because you know, we're doing things on a different level nowadays. <laughs> we coming we coming with it. <laughs> but I bring that up specifically because as Black and Brown people, we know the effects of redlining, right? We, we, we saw what happened with the GI Bill, where our soldiers came back from the wars, And we're not giving we're not giving GI bills to purchase homes and white soldiers come back and they were given that money to purchase homes. That's how they built the suburbs of this nation. And subsequently, that's why the median income in a white family is well. I mean, well over 10 times what the median income is in a black and brown family. And so I'm sitting here with two black and brown, beautiful women. Right. And y'all are here because you're here to help people. Let, let, let's be clear. Right. What we And so when you're coming with the information, like she said, this is free. This isn't just like you, you don't have to give out this information. But you're doing this. So with that, with that being said, what is your what is your motivation? Why are you putting this on? Tell, tell the people what what why are you doing this?
3: Because I want to share what I had to learn my own, you know, on my mm-hmm. own. Um, I didn't have someone to kind of guide me through the process and kind of show me, you know, how to buy a house and Mm -hmm. how to fix your credit and things like that. And no one really showed me that. So it's just in my personality to pretty much just teach people what I know. And so that's why I want to do that.
1: Okay. And Natasha, why are you on board with this? Why am
3: I on board with this?
2: Why
1: are you on board with this?
3: Just the same as her education.
2: Because a lot of us weren't taught these things mm-hmm.
1: yeah financial literacy how, to
2: get, how yeah. to get funding how to get assistance how to how to look at a home as an investment just not just a shelter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so and to to offer that and for free is
1: but you 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 understand why right like there's a reason why high schools don't teach financial literacy.
3: yes <laughs> the way
1: this country works is there has to be a base of the pyramid and if you never understand how to get free you are always gonna be on the base Exactly. so i, I applaud you that's one of the reasons and listeners like I, we do things strategically this is one of the reasons why and why we wanted these particular women right saida and natasha because we wanted to hear their story and that's what we're going to do we're going to Take a quick pause, y'all. Go ahead and get your popcorn. Matter of fact, you're not popcorn. Go ahead and get uh, your party favors for your podcast, especially if you're (laughs) an adult. That may be whatever you pour within your cup is your cup, okay? And we're going to come right back, and we're actually going to hear. We're going to get to get a little more intimate with the ladies, all right? want to hear more about where they came from. So I'll see you all in a second. Yes, family. I, right. it has been, you, if, if I had b roll on this conversation, y'all would be dying. We, we have gone the gambit. We done talked A to Z. That's the best thing about being on the podcast is all the, the conversation. Like we really know each other now. Like this is legit. We really get cousins out here. Um, but I can't just be greedy and keep all that to myself. So for this portion, this is our interview. And if you are, like I said, an entrepreneur in real life or an entrepreneur in your mind, this is the portion that really um, you want to key in on because there's, there's so much that can be gleaned from someone else's story. So today, Saida is going to talk to us, right? Um, that is OrlandoRealtor.Saida on Instagram and... Just Instagram.
3: Just Instagram. On my Facebook, it's
1: Saida Phillips. Saida Phillips. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna need you to spell that for me real quick. And I'll put it in the show notes, but.
3: Saida is S I E D A H.
1: Phillips. Phillips with two L's. Okay, two L's? Yes. Double L, double L. All right, anyway, uh, I stopped being silly. So I'm jumping right in here. We ain't even dipping our toes in. We full body immersion. All right. Um, Who built you? Where, Where did you come from? What is your origin story like? The knowledge that she's been spitting to me is, is incredible. And it's so dope. It's refreshing. I always say I'm always amazed by the strength of, of black women um, and brown women, right? We all, we all won. We just got dropped up to both different places. Uh, I digress. Um, yeah, what's your origin story?
3: Uh, I am a single mother, um, also a realtor. Uh, so I basically was born and raised here in Orlando. And I was raised by my mother. Um, She was always teaching me to go to school, get a nine to five, get your degree. And, you know, once I got my degree in 2020.
1: What was your degree in?
3: I I got a bachelor's degree in business.
1: In business?
3: Yes. Okay. Business administration. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And what are we doing now? Sorry, my bad. Yeah. So two
3: months after getting my bachelor's. I definitely just signed up for real estate school, and okay. um, you know, I got my realtor license when I was five months pregnant, and here I am.
1: Yo, yo, that's real, that's real. Okay, so there were some gaps in that story, but it was a good overall kind of like bring it together kind of thing. And, yeah. and and gaps is meaning like okay, so you said born and raised in Orlando. Did you go to college here in Orlando as well?
3: I did. I went to Valencia College. Okay, good school. Um, I, uh, yeah. I got my associate's degree there mm-hmm. and then I went to Southern New Hampshire University um,
1: online. And that's where you finish your bachelor's. That's
3: where I finished my bachelor's. Okay.
1: So uh, why real estate though? Uh
3: because I started uh, seeing, you know, all the different avenues and then I started learning more about, you know, building generational wealth with real estate. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, okay, yeah, I want to learn more about this. And then once I started learning more about it, that's when I was like, okay, I can teach people what I know. And so that's why I just started to pursue real estate.
1: Because I, you know, I have to ask that because like real talk, man, like I like I said earlier in the kitchen, right? Realtors are like chefs. There's I mean, there's a lot of realtors, okay? My cousin and my cousin's cousin and the homeboy around the corner, they all got realtors. They all do this. Yes. You know so so, I mean, and it's funny, that's why I asked why real estate, because did, did it not bother you at all? Did you think about the fact that there was so many people in the field, like, that you're going to have to distinguish yourself from from the other people?
3: That did not bother me. Um, I just felt like I can get right into it. I can authentically be myself. Mm. Um, that's just who I am. It's my nature to just show, like, share my knowledge and show people what I know and to connect with people. And then I'm also building that wealth at the same time and educating them. So
1: Facts, facts. But see, and I love that because that's what attracted me to your IG is the fact that you weren't the, the normal cheesy realtor, right? Um, you were actually doing more of a consultancy as opposed to a sales approach. Is that yes. like, who taught you that? Is that just like?
3: I actually had a mentor that mm-hmm. I connected with. Um, and she told me, she was like, you know, as a realtor, you are kind of like a consultant because you're helping people to make a big purchase in their life. It's big. So you're walking them through that. So you kind of have to tell them, you know, what they should do, what they shouldn't do, what's really best for them and kind of listen to what exactly it is that they're trying to accomplish Mm -hmm. and kind of push them to go in the right direction, to make the right decision.
1: So I have, a, I have a good friend who I respect who is a, a wealth manager for very, very wealthy people. And she said for years, she's like, yo, listen, home ownership is not the way to go anymore to build as a vehicle to build wealth. Um, how, do you, how do you feel about that? Because I, I hear that more and more. And I just wanted to get your take on that point of view. Because, I mean, we've talked about generational wealth and we know how big it's been, you know, how big home ownership has been a factor in that. But how do you feel about that? Like, do you still think this is a viable tool, not just for a home, but for wealth building for people?
3: Yes, definitely. Um, Because I come from a family who doesn't really own any property or anything like that. And I see that as, you know, you're purchasing a property, you're investing, you're building equity. You can either, you know, start investing in other properties as Mm -hmm. well. Um, you can leave something behind for your kids, so I do see that still as you know a tool for gener- building generational wealth.
1: See, I like that, right? Because I, I know there are people that will come around and be like, "Well, you know, the market has gone up so much; you're almost priced out of buying homes." But I don't think that's exactly true, right? No, no. You know, if I'm if I'm a first-time home buyer and I'm looking at this market, and I'm like, "Damn, yo, know, that house cost two ninety-nine." Last year, but right now it's 350 which is realistic in the Orlando market. It is. Right? It is. You're still telling me to go for it.
3: Yes. Because the market is still going to go up. It's still going to, the price, the interest rates, they're still going to rise. Um, so you still want to go ahead and still invest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the market does go up. It does go down. But like every market. Yes. But you want to purchase it and you want to hold on to it.
1: Because the key difference here is that in a piece of real estate just let's start with just your mortgage right most people in a 30-year mortgage right this is not a a year investment this is in dogecoin right this isn't bitcoin even no we're not betting on six months and so what has been the financial trend over over 30 years over a lifetime has it averaged are these things i mean I'm, i'm curious too are are the average home prices more expensive you think over 30 year periods or or did people lose money on average where do you think people felt
3: well here's the thing when you purchase your home it's okay to have that mindset like i'm going to purchase this home and i'm going to live here for the rest of my life mm-hmm. but a lot of times you're going to end up wanting to move you know and maybe you know your business you know excels and you just want to move up and you you're on a bigger level so you feel like this house is just too small for me so i need to get up and get a bigger house i need to get a mansion yeah so you know when you're going into investing into a property i don't want my buyers to have that mindset or be closed-minded on that idea of i have to stick to this for the next 30 years because in five years you may be in a better position so just go ahead and get started, dive right in, invest in property, and in the right market, you can let it go and you can profit from it, you can reinvest, put yourself in a better
1: position. So what you're saying is that home buying, while it is a major financial decision, it is. That's not the biggest factor. No. Okay. Cause you cause you're helping me. I am a very <laughs> numbers-driven person. Mm-hmm especially when it comes to finances, because I didn't grow up with a lot, so I'm very specific about, like, all right, if we put money somewhere, I need to know how this vehicle's performing, right? Right, I don't care if I'm buying a a car out the store for my son. Is that a collector's item? (laughs) Will that go up? Will this appreciate? Like, that's just how my mind works. So I want to know because it's different. Because when I think of hundreds of thousands of dollars, I'm like, hell yeah, this should be a major financial decision. But you're telling me something different here.
3: Yeah. Like I said, the market, it does go up and it does go down. So, you know, just like right now, it is still a seller's market. It will eventually become a buyer's market again, and it will be a seller's market again. Now, by the time it is a seller's market again, you may have gained thousands of dollars in equity in your property. So you can either take that out, you know, Mm and stay where you are and just invest in another property, make that an income property, or you can sell your property and then you can also invest that into a new property.
1: And even if I don't sell or invest or if I change up, it still became a, a home for my family. Yes. Yes. I think that's important too.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I think that's There's a big just so one.
3: many different options with real estate. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as building wealth, you can do it in so many different ways, whether if it's creating passive income or just, you know, acquiring an asset. I just love it.
1: And is it do you only work on residential or do you also do commercial? Right now just residential okay. and
3: I say right now because say right now I'm very open-minded on you know just different areas that I can work in so
1: can you do if I if, can you do rentals as well as people that want to buy?
3: Yes I can do rentals as well
1: because um, rentals is, is, is tough
3: it is it is very tough uh, for rentals. And as realtors, we don't really, you know, make much of a commission from helping. Um, yeah, y'all don't get six percent. You get
1: what that first month, no half the time, right?
3: Maybe sometimes just fifty
1: bucks. So what?
3: <laughs> Say it ain't so. <laughs>
1: Come on.
3: Yes, it is Ooh. very very tough. Shame
1: the devil, tell the truth.
3: But that's how the market is right now.
1: Okay. Hey, if you have a realtor helping you rent your crib, I'm gonna need you get in more than fifty bucks. Damn it! That's why the hell people that need rentals can't find realtors to help them because y'all ain't paying enough. <laughs> all right, this is good to know. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to, that. That's a whole side situation right there. But I, I'm asking all these questions because of personal curiosities, mm-hmm. you know. But um, here's a here's a good one that I I always like to get at. Right, is the what was one of the things you've learned from the most during this journey because you're you're a new realtor so so you know you're you're still you've got open eyes what's something that that you've learned that has been amazingly valuable to you
3: man oh man <laughs> <laughs> i've learned so much um <sighs> So, okay, as a a new realtor, I didn't really know what I should be looking for, you know, who I should be partnering with as far as a brokerage or a team. Mm -hmm. I didn't really know what to look for. Um, And in the past year or so, I've learned, you know, what things should be important, what things should matter, you know, what I should be looking for. These things, they don't teach you in real estate school, Mm. you know, so you kind of have to either experience that on your own. Or find a mentor, and I didn't
1: really have a mentor, so I had to. You experience. had to learn a lot on, on my your own. own. <laughs> okay. So, so with that being said, if you could go back in time and give your past self some advice, what would you tell your past self?
3: Uh, to stay focused. Stay focused. Um, have a plan. Stick to it. Um, and even if. The plan has to change. The goal still has to remain the same.
1: Okay. Okay. And let, let's so. get specific though. Let's get, cause you know, a lot of people going <laughs> to tell you what to do, but they don't necessarily tell you how to do. Exactly. Can we get a little bit of how to do here? So you just mentioned mentorship, team, broker, right? What specifically would you tell your past self that's just fresh out of real estate school? You just got that license. <laughs> what would you tell yourself? What would you
3: What is I would ask myself, um, you know, what is this team or this brokerage that I'm joining? What are they? Well, you offering? have to join a brokerage? Yeah. So in order for your license to be active, mm-hmm. you have to one, pay your association dues. Two. Um, to, you know, whatever association you're connected with. So if you're in Orlando, you're going to be connected with Aura, which is the Orlando um, Realtors Association. Um, And once you pay those dues, you also have to hang your license with the brokerage. Um, Okay.
1: So I have to literally join an organization. Yeah. Oh, I wonder who they paid to get that regulation passed. (laughs) Wow. I need that for chefs. Okay. All right. I'm back. <laughs> um my bad y'all, my bad the hustle though. Like, when you see behind the scenes or something? <laughs> Yo, that's real. I have to join an organization for my license that I paid for it? To- yes. <laughs> okay, please carry on. And then you have to hang your license with a brokerage.
3: With a brokerage, yes. Mm-hmm. So, I um automatically went with Keller Williams because they offer great training. Um, but once I went through the training, I was like, okay, what do I do now? You know, and I didn't really join a team within Keller Williams. So then I went to another brokerage who was offering, you know, it was a small boutique brokerage. So it was kind of like a team. Mm -hmm. And then, um, they were offering, you know, different tools and things like that, but I didn't see that it was a great fit for me. So I went to a different brokerage. Um, so, so you went
1: large and you went small, but now you what is this like porridge, right? Like, are we just <laughs> just wondering? like
3: <laughs> right now, I'm where I need to be. Let's just okay. say that. just um, right. I am happy. um, and I feel like this right here is like where I'm about to take off from.
1: how How would I find a brokerage? Where would I research to find? accurate information about brokerages before I choose, like if I was coming out of school. You
3: interview them. So just like an employer would interview you, you interview the the brokerage and you ask them questions. What is your commission split? What tools do you offer? Do you offer a CRM? Do you help with marketing? Mm -hmm. Um, Do you offer mentorship? Things like that. And
1: What's a good commission split for a new realtor?
3: Uh for a new realtor, that is a good question. <laughs> on average,
1: you don't have to get look, you ain't got to give me all the sauce. You ain't got because cause look, right? Commission split doesn't mean how many points we're getting on the house. You know, what I'm saying that's different. We know that too. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, like, like, what should someone be shooting for? And I'm not saying what your deal is, but I'm just wondering what someone should be <laughs> shooting for that seems about fair.
3: Um, so when I and, first... and if this
1: is a touchy subject for realtors, you ain't got to give <laughs> Yeah, I could I could be jumping in too deep, right? I could be Sometimes I do that. I told you full body immersion. We jump in. Right? If this is too deep. You don't have to
3: So, let me just say um with the mentorship programs, they do offer a different commission split maybe for your first, you know, one or two deals and then after that you go to like a regular 30/70 split.
1: So, let's okay, okay. I like that. So, what you're saying is Right. Because I think that's dope. Coming out, you are you can find someone that will help hold your hand through the first couple of deals. But of course, they're going to take a, a better percentage because they're doing that. Right. But right. that could be invaluable because you don't want to mess up your first couple of right. deals because you need we know referrals close 80 percent of the time. We know right. that rate. So after you've gotten through those deals, then you're able to kind of be on your own own a little bit so i think that's the answer to the question i was looking for as, as opposed to just numbers i think it's more of structure yes okay. that's
3: normally how it's structured structured with these different brokerages they will offer you you know mentorship it's just going to cost you a little bit for the first couple of deals
1: yeah, yeah but that 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 seems fine to me
3: yeah
1: right that seems reasonable because mm-hmm. this is a lot this isn't something Ain't nobody
3: that... working for free yeah, no, no.
1: <laughs> as you shouldn't but you know You have so much game. I see a lot of other avenues for you. Um, I see spinoff businesses and other stuff, but I'm trying to hold all that back, right? I want to bring it back down to you, though. Um, Outside of, you know, you told us your why, why you got into real estate, right? But outside of just being an entrepreneur and doing business, we always have these deeper whys. We always have these things that really just resonate with the core of who we are because we know if you just doing business because you want to do business, it ain't gonna last long. It's too hard. Right. Right. So what are, what are some of your deeper why's like, why, you know what I'm saying? Like you, like just, just you, not anybody else, just you.
3: I feel like I kind of touched on that. Like I, I just naturally like to share, you know, some of my knowledge and teach people what wasn't taught to me, you know, like I had to learn how to build my credit. I didn't know nothing about
1: credit. <laughs> but you know people, and you said, yes, you did touch on it, but I'm asking you again because people get knowledge, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean they're willing to share it with people. Right, right. It's got to be something else. <laughs> it's got to be. Um. Was there, you know, I mean, like were you inspired by a teacher of your own? You know, is it just that you want to see it? Okay. Do you want to be the change?
3: I do. I do.
1: Cause some um, of us take that quote seriously. Like it sounds corny, but some of us really take that quote seriously.
3: Yeah. I sometimes question like how much of an impact I can make, but then, you know, in the past year as a realtor in business, you know, out here really, you know, handling my business and representing myself, I realized that it's possible to really make an impact. You know, it's just a matter of who I'm getting in front of and how many people I'm actually touching, you know, who am I actually preaching to, you know, (laughs) things like that. Where's your
1: congregation at? (laughs) Jesus didn't preach in the church. (laughs) No, he didn't. He hit the streets. Mm
3: -hmm. So, yeah, I've learned that in the past year that you know, I can act. I can actually make an impact and to gain that confidence and really to go forward, you know, go forward. And, you know, like I said, I didn't really come from a family where they own, you know, multiple properties and things like that. So um, I like to help families go through that process because I, I also want to see that for myself. So I want to build wealth through real estate. So
1: I love that. Yeah. I love that, man. I love that. That that's that's the spirit of giving, and um, that's 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 what I wanted to get.
3: Yeah, I want to be able to spend more time with my son and walk away from my nine to five. So yeah, real estate is definitely my goal.
1: <laughs> you, you know you're there, right? Ah, uh, no, 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 no. Under, <laughs> understand, right? The shift. I always tell people entrepreneurship isn't. It's not a, a straight vertical up, it right? It's not up and right. It's a staircase. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you'll go straight up, but then you'll level out. That's the first step. But then you'll turn and go straight up again, and you'll level out. So your next level is not going to be slow. It's not climbing rungs on a on a ladder. It is an elevator that is on ten. Okay, mm-hmm. you'll go from doing this. Most of the time and still holding your nine to five to I'm doing my nine to five some of the time, but I'm doing this all of the time. (laughs)
3: Right. Right.
1: right. And it happens quickly.
3: I get offended when people tell me I do real estate part time because I'm like, what?
1: No, 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 no. You there is no such thing as a part time entrepreneur. Let's be clear, folks. There is no such thing as a part-time entrepreneur. You will work harder and longer on your business than anything else other than your family and your kids and God. Facts. Right? So there is no such thing as part-time. So I wouldn't even insult you like that. But what I'm saying is there will become, and it happens quickly, there will come a point in time where it is so abundantly clear that you can't walk into that nine to five now one more day. And with the country opening up, I'm gonna go ahead and speak this. We are gonna manifest this. Yes. I think you have a couple of months. I don't even think. I don't even think you got six months. I think you have a couple of months, right? Mm-hmm. And and I see you out here building and finding your congregation, and just keep doing that.
3: Yes. Keep I'm keep so keep doing that, man. And so then, excited. You
1: know what I'm saying? If I may give you one other just word of advice, right? Don't worry about the transition.
3: Mm-mm.
1: And, and why? Because a lot of us, as we're transitioning from work to entrepreneurship, we worry about bills. I always tell people, your gifts provide. So you can create bridge money, right? Which, and when we talk about, we worry about bills in the transition. We're not talking about big bills. A lot of times it's insurance, it's a car note, small stuff, right? That you're just waiting on a check because your entrepreneurship, your gig is kicking in, but it's waiting time. There's bridge money out there. And for you, yo, your social media skills can be bridge money, right? Your educational skills can be bridge money. Mm-hmm. Do you know that if you were to go to um, some of these real estate schools, and you talk to a class of people that are about to, re- about to graduate, you say, hey, listen, if you give me $150, I will walk you through the process of selecting a brokerage, of trying to find the right mentor, of, uh, of figuring out how to work with title agents and transactional agents, right? Let's say you charge $150 for that. Now, how, how often do classes are people graduating? How often are classes graduating from school?
3: That I don't know, but, but there's always every, classes being held.
1: There's always classes being held, right? So let's say you get 10 people a quarter. It's not a lot, but that's bridge money.
3: Exactly. And
1: that's bridge money off of knowledge that you've already gained from doing it. Mm-hmm. So I say that because as entrepreneurs, sometimes we got to think outside of the box exactly. as we're making the transition because the transition will hit us. Mm-hmm. And we'll be forced to transition. But remember, business is a stair step. So to hit us, we'll have to transition. and Then we'll find ourselves plateauing. And now we're wondering, how the hell are we going to go up again? And that's when you need those bridges. Mm -hmm. And that's where your other gifts will make a way. Exactly. So don't be afraid to to do a little side hustle. Who
3: who said I was afraid? I know you're
1: not. (laughs) I know you're not. Right? And that's why you're here. But someone somewhere never thought of that. Right. And that's what this is for. Mm -hmm. So I want to thank you for your time. Right. Um, We can find out more about you on your Instagram. Yes.
3: On my Instagram, Orlando Realtor, that's Saida. Or on my Facebook,
1: Saida Phillips. Okay. And that will be in the show notes. So make sure you click it, like it, subscribe, comment. We need y'all to rate this episode. And we need y'all to catch a flight to Orlando and show up to this seminar that is going down April 16th, right? Yes. 12 PM? At 12 p.m. at regular time, not CPT time, y'all. <laughs> okay, April 16th. That's that's it. So, we're gonna go ahead and, and we're gonna do a push. So, y'all jump on a flight, man. And come check this out. Matter of fact, if you can't go first, right, just
3: join these. Men. Any last <laughs>
1: words? Anything you want to leave for them? No, uh,
3: thank you for having me. <laughs> right, you're
1: awesome, thank <laughs> and you, and for, for cooking being for all. us. Ah, <laughs> uh, part you know, you just try to get me out <laughs> Anyway, listen, if y'all love this episode, if you love what we do, like I said, like, share, subscribe, but also tell a friend to tell a friend, right? Like support isn't just what you do. It's also how you share things. Support comes in so many ways, right? So make sure that you're supporting this and content like this and telling people about it. And yo, I'll see you on the next Chef Culture Podcast. I'm your boy, Chef Chad Cherry, and I'm out. By the way, that's Chef Culture with a K. So, we are enjoying a pineapple jerk salmon right now over some jasmine rice with julienne squash and zucchini and mushrooms, okay? Uh, actually, those aren't julienne. Those are cut on the bias. The carrots for julienne. But point is, it's fire! We got one plate that's fully cleaned. We got another one that's in process. Okay, mine is almost done. My salmon is in my. I don't even know how she still has that much food on her plate,
2: I have a beer that tastes
1: Amazing. If you work with a chef, you can get this often. Shameless plug, bro. Listen, okay. I always tell people, I don't know about the salary, but I could feed you. <laughs> 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 I mean, where's the lie? Like, you'll never go hungry. Um But yeah, okay, so what were you saying? You were saying you like to save So I take a little of
2: everything because one that takes everything. That's
1: Mm-hmm. I like how you describe. It. Now, keep talking. Look, my ego is doing things right now. Please keep going. Keep going. It's a little you I just love You know, with this dish, one of my goals is I always say like a, a, a good meal, a good plate should be like a road trip. Right, you start in one place, and you travel here, mm-hmm. and then you take a curve there to the left, but you end up somewhere totally different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what we were trying to do, and um, that's why, like with the veggies, remember when I was making, I was like, "Hey, I don't want to add the hoisin, which is one of my favorite sauces, because I don't want to sweet, mm-hmm. because it would have messed up our road trip here. Trip. That's the trip. This trip
2: is amazing. Oh, and I I appreciate you not making it so spicy that I that I can't eat it because that that little that little kick. This is a, you know what I'm probably like 25% into my vegetables and I'm just now feeling that tasting that kick and it, mm-hmm. it's just another it's another surprise.
1: But it's and not that, bad. It's not a bad no. kick.
2: Oh no, not at all. It's not like a knock you out. It's like a, hey, <laughs> I'm here too.
1: That part. Yeah, I'm in the building, son. I'm just stepping up. I'm just doing what I do. I ain't even mad with it. How how did you feel about it, though? Because your place clean. You know, that's what it is. She quiet now. I can look belly full. You know how you get that settle feeling? Yes. You lean back a little bit in your chair. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. (laughs) That's Uh me. Mm
3: -hmm. (laughs) It was delicious. I ate everything. The pineapple sauce. That was my favorite. I love Mm. the pineapple sauce
1: on top of the salmon. Mm. Pineapple jerk. Want a little bit to go?
3: Of course.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yo, we should have this on video. That quick reaction. (laughs) Don't play with me. Right?
2: Was that a question?
1: (laughs) Is that really a question? Is
2: that really a question? Hmm. Yes.
1: That's how it's supposed to be, man. I always say, right, people ask why the podcast takes so long. I say, listen, we have to break bread. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, the dinner table was the first social network.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And there's something about just eating with people. Like, we cousins from now on, y'all. Like, y'all realize <laughs> that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I see y'all at any event. I'm like, yeah! <laughs> Big hugs and all that. Yes.
3: <laughs>
1: mm. That's what I tell people, man, it's a, uh, this part is called elevated eats. And it's just about us breaking bread, enjoying each other, and enjoying the meal mm-hmm. and the art of it. And you guys got to actually sit in the kitchen. Y'all, y'all got to see a few things.
2: Mm-hmm. You taught me a lot. Yes, indeed. See? You taught me a lot. because you someone. like I said, I don't cook. I
1: mean, I, I'm, not, I'm, not a, I'm not a cook. I she, will cook. You keep saying cook. that. We're going to have to taste some of your food. Have you had some, her?
2: No. Maybe because I, I don't like cooking. I'm a good cook, but I'm, I don't like
1: how long have you been friends? You ain't never fed her nothing? I don't a think
3: you've been
1: a year yet. Oh, it has been? Okay. Have you fed her something? Listen, what did we just talk about about what this food do for each other? All
2: right. <laughs> 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 I'm going to need y'all to work on that. <laughs>
1: now I'm just messing with you, though. So is there anything that surprised y'all about this dish? Any questions you have about the dish?
2: What surprised me was the pineapples. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect them to still be as sweet as they are. Um, yeah.
1: I, yeah. Thought that jerk was going to kill him, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't expect the salmon to be as moist as it is. I'll keep, I'll just keep doing it on that. because...
1: Mm, mm. Yeah, nah, listen. Dry salmon is the bane of my existence. And the thing is, I can't, like, I need my salmon done, but it can't be dry. And I can tell you, you see on the side of your salmon, there's a little white stuff. Mm-hmm. That's called album. That's a protein. And when salmon is almost done, it starts to release it. Okay. So, and that's why if you've ever seen that on your salmon, it's natural. It's just a protein it means the salmon is almost done. Mm-hmm. But salmon is a white fish. It's a heavier white fish. So it's uh, normally 10 to 15 minutes, but you got to judge it. You got to like look at it see how much album is coming out and kind of get a feel for if it. it's just about right and then you pull it out early because it's going to continue to cook so even when you pull it out the oven the pan is still hot the salmon itself is still hot so for a few minutes it's gonna cook that's okay like, hey, we're just gonna let it rest for a second i know it ain't steak Huh?
3: While well, we figure out the whole situation. Yeah, yeah, you. yeah.
1: You ain't got to tell them. I ain't know what I was doing with the mics, though.
3: You asked. You asked. And you,
1: hey, you can't get some people. You can't get. You can't get them information. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I had. So to the fi- salmon was cooking. Salmon was resting. Yes, it was getting ripe. Get all We don't have our sound guy here tonight. This is normally Mike's first bite. So Mike is so funny. His face, because I've made him some some crazy things. His face be so expressive. He be like, oh, oh, oh. The other night, listen, the man went to blow on the waffle, but the waffle was cold because we was at the studio. And um, there was another chef with me. She goes, dude, you blowing on a cold waffle? He said, it's so good I was confused. <laughs> I was confused. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. This ain't no, I was like, damn, right? <laughs> But that's what good food is supposed to do for you—open mm-hmm. them doors.
2: I got a question. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't see this. Was this? Did you cover the salmon when you cooked it?
1: Nope. Mm-mm.
3: I normally don't cover it either.
2: I I usually sear it, and then when I put it in the oven, I cover it.
1: So you sear it skin side down, right?
2: Because I like the crispy.
1: You can also sear it presentation side too. That's actually good, right? Um, I like the crispy too. I'll sear both sides sometimes, right? Um, yeah, yeah, it gets the skin right. Yeah. <laughs> but you do that because, um. So I always tell people, like when you're when I'm setting up a tray of salmon, if it's just only going in the oven, I actually spray the the bottom of the pan with um, some nonstick, which is still an oil, mm-hmm. and then I season that because that way it's still gonna season the bottom and then you put it on the bottom rack of your oven for did, a little while. Right,
2: I'm like, this is why he's this
1: chef. <laughs> this is why he's this chef. Because ain't nobody, you not gonna pull it out in the middle of cooking and flipping and seasoning it. Yeah, and that's it. But the, but that pan here though really does change it. You just have, you gotta do that with skin on If you try to do that with the other salmon, um, without the skin, you'll end up breaking your piece. The skin will hold it together. But to do the top of the salmon, With a sear, first you got to have a really good Gnostic pan and it's got to be hot. Hot, hot, hot. Cold will not do. Okay? And don't heat your oil with your pan. Heat the pan first, then add the oil. Okay. Unless you're like deep frying something, don't heat the pan first and then the oil. If not, you'll burn the oil before the pan gets hot and then your oil is gonna release carcinogens. No bueno, not good for you. Okay? I'm telling you, I'm learning. Hey, this I'm this learning. is what we do. This is it, man. See, now, now aren't you happy that the weight was good? I was running late early, I ain't have my mics right. They was talking junk about me, y'all. Y'all don't know. They ain't say it directly to my face. <laughs> but I can tell.
2: Mm-hmm. Definitely
1: worth the wait. That's what's up because I'm going to need y'all to tell a friend to tell a friend, so I got to get some more guests.
2: Oh, most definitely. Mm-hmm. Most definitely.
1: <clears throat> was it good? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, not yet, but you can leave it. I'll eat some more in a second. Thank you. Uh, if you're in the background, yes, we are recording. This is not the studio today. This is the house, so that was my son. They cleaned his plate, too. He had a little bit left, but you know, that's the ultimate cosign when the kids eat the food. <laughs> um, yeah, man, but uh, that's, that's, I mean... Listen, that's the purpose of this segment, There, there really is no rhyme or reason to it. This is just us talking and fellowshipping and letting y'all in on our conversation. But uh, guess what? We got to go now because we're going to get back to eating. All right. We out.
0: Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support,